Welcome to Teesside Vineyard Church. We hope you enjoy our lockdown podcast series. So, Kevin, first of all, thank you so much for joining us and agreeing to uh, do this podcast with us. Um, your real uh, blessing to to the Vineyard Church and to, to the wider church as well. Um, and I'd just like to invite you at this point, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and your background. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, well, yes, I'm Kevin, Kevin McStay, and I'm a Geordie by background. I was brought up in the northeast in a town called Wall's End, part of Newcastle. I'm one of three. I've got an older sister and younger brother, and I was brought up. Uh, my parents, my mum was Catholic, my dad sort of nominally Anglican, and so brought up in a sort of church-type setting. Uh, and, yeah, so I went to school in the northeast um and yeah so if you, if you want a little bit around the sort of church side of things i was brought up in sort of a catholic church setting i went mm. to convent school for several years <laughs> i got into prayer a bit with sort of my rosary beads and things so i got fairly passionate about prayer and something about god um then i went to a private school in the northeast for some years where there was, wasn't really much in the way of religious activity and things and I'm still fairly passionate about God. Passionate? Um, just aware, you know, that I had to do, you know, going to church on a Sunday was a good thing, those sort of things. Um, yeah, I could go into my story about faith there, but perhaps just rolling on a little bit, if you want a little bit more background, I ended up going to Newcastle Medical School. So I didn't go far from home, really, in that sense. And um, that's where I met the person who became my wife. And that's where I came to faith as a believer at medical school mm-hmm. and that's yeah so I met Ruth at medical school and that's where I felt that God was calling us to Carlisle so I, I can tell you my testimony within there if you want about how I came to faith but anyway we ended up in Carlisle so a brief story we got married we have four children um so Anna is coming on 30 she's 29 and so she's married to a Sam and they have two children, so we have two grandchildren. So they have child Faith, who's three years old, and Levi, who's one. We have our own Sam, so that sort of complicated life a little bit. We now have two <laughs> Sams in the family. So our own Sam lives in Durham, and yeah, we're going to pop over and see him later this afternoon right. at our sort of two meters distance. Um, our Josh lives in London, and so yeah, we keep in touch with him uh, as we can. And then we have Nathan, who's at home, who's just completing exams, and he's 21. So they're between yeah. 21 and 29 at the moment. Yeah. So you have a full family? Uh, yeah, it's full, whatever you want to call yeah. full. You know, whenever, whenever we bump into anybody with five children, we go, oh, five, how did you manage that? <laughs> those, those sort of things, yeah. That's well, thank, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about yourself um, and where, where, you, where you come from and, and your journey, mm. where you're at now. Um, mm. Now, we're going to be looking through this podcast, we're going to be talking and looking about how we hear from God, um, how we hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a good place to start, because I, I think it's always good to root ourselves in the word of God, what we can find in the Bible. So from a biblical perspective, could you just um, tell us and anyone that is listening uh, why hearing God's voice is important? Sure, sure. That's good. Uh, really good question. You know, great question. 
So I think when I first came to faith, I was introduced to the Bible. I mm -hmm. sort of lived by a fairly general sense of it was like a set of commands. And I felt I was probably being asked to follow in that sense. I wasn't really taught much about the fact you could hear God. Um, but yeah, sort of my journey went on and I had an experience with the Holy Spirit. I started to realize that you could, you know, that the scriptures themselves, the, the Bible themselves, has got lots of words that are obviously useful to us on a general basis. Mm -hmm. But there was then, actually, there's lots in the Bible about God speaking to people individually. So that, yes. so that was there, you know, I mean, speaking to people like Moses or Elijah in the Old Testament. And then we get to the New Testament, and clearly Jesus is being spoken to by his father. And here we have, we see examples of that. And then, you know, we get into the New Testament, and particularly the Book of Acts, we hear of people who are, hearing God's voice. You know, there's something like Ananias is told mm -hmm. to go and see somebody called Saul. And so we've got examples that are going on there. And then we, if we look at Jesus teaching himself, you know, when so between about the, sort of the chapters of John, John 14 to 16, there's clear sort of evidence there that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. Jesus went away to send the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, he's talking, and if you take the likes of John 14, uh, verse 26, talks about him, how he's going to send the Holy Spirit to teach us and to teach us into all things. So he's going to send somebody who's going to teach us. And then we get to the likes of John 16, I think it's verse 13, talks about the spirit of truth who will lead us into all truth. So you've got these sort of verses that you're talking about, you know, truth being released and things. And then Paul himself talks about um, the book of Corinthians. So we get to chapters like 1 Corinthians 12 through to 14, where we hear about these gifts, and he talks about gifts of prophecy. And that's, that's uh, and we might, might unwrap that a little bit more later, but you know, that was the, the idea that somebody could be hearing God's voice for somebody else. So, so I think there's good evidence in the scriptures that God yeah. wants to speak. He speaks, you know, he speaks in Genesis, let there be light. So he speaks. So it's a value that God does. He likes to speak to his people. He says in Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you. And so we're, we're made in the image of God. And when we come to Christ, we're sons of God. And we're, we're reflecting the same intimacy and conversations that he wants to have with us. We can have with him. Yeah. yeah. You okay with yeah. that? That's great. Yeah, really good. Really good. good response. So my, my next quick that kind of leads um, mm -hmm. to my next question. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's looking, obviously, you reflected on some Old Testament scripture and New Testament scripture. Mm. Um, and there can be a tendency when we think about the prophetic or we think about hearing God's voice where mm. we, we've kind of got these biblical figures like Elijah. Mm. Um, and, and obviously they do these amazing things and they, they kind of stand out from... Mm the everyday these are big bold yeah, characters yes, yes, um, yes. and so I, I guess my question is a is prophecy for everyone okay. and the follow-up is, is there a difference between <clears throat> prophecy and hearing god's voice are those two distinct things are they, yeah. are they the same thing good questions great questions yeah okay so um prophecy for everyone yes so you so you referred to some people in the, the Bible, like, like I did, Elijah and Moses, and we, mm -hmm. we often see them as examples of the, the prophets. And so mm -hmm. when we read the Old Testament, of course, there's two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And yeah. you know, Jesus introduces us in the, so he's introduced at the start of the New Testament. And so we see these figures in the Old Testament who are hearing God's voice when, when others aren't. And yeah. so that's a very 
Old Testament style um, thinking and understanding before the coming of the Holy Spirit. So it was still God's desire in the Old Testament that everybody should hear God's voice. And we hear that through Moses who, um, in Numbers chapter 11. He, somebody says to him, hey, look at these guys. They're prophesying in the camp. They shouldn't be doing that. And Moses yeah. said, um, oh, you know, it's my desire that all God's people would be his prophets. All right. So that's, that's really interesting. Mm. Then we get to the day of Pentecost. And so in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And Peter stands up and he speaks from Joel chapter 2. And he talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and that people will prophesy is part of what he's saying there so and and the implication is for everybody sons daughters men women young older will all be able to prophesy what he means there so if we just unwrap the prophesying against hearing god's voice every individual who as we come into a relationship with jesus can have their own personal conversation and language with god and that's essential it's really important that we get that and we don't rely upon other people so in the old testament they very much relied upon other people and went to the the prophet of the day to to find out what god might be saying and we get to the new testament you know our personal relationship with father jesus holy spirit you know um we need to be developing our own language how god communicates with us so we we can all hear god's voice absolutely and you have passages like John 10, where you know, it talks about that, you know, all my sheep hear, hear my voice. And so to have come to faith, everybody has heard his voice. So everybody does get to hear his voice. Then, as I said before, everybody can prophesy. So everybody can start to hear God's voice to other people as well. So, so yes, it's, it's within each one of us the ability to hear God for ourselves, and then hear God for other people. And that's what we call prophecy in terms of New Testament prophecy, hearing God's voice for other people. Yeah, I think it's like, but there there are gifts that the New Testament talks about. And Mm -hmm. and God has given us different gifts. And so there'll be some people, and we read different passages of scripture where there's gifts of administration in Romans chapter Mm -hmm. 12. And then there's, there's gifts, 1 Corinthians 12 and, Ephesians 4. So you'll find some people do have a greater level of gift, but that doesn't mean, you know, we still stick by the principle everybody gets to hear. So yeah. whereas some people will have a great gift in administration, we can all get to do the administration, but some people will be really good at that. And yeah. other people have a gift of leadership. We all can do some leading because we've all got the Holy Spirit, but some people yeah. will be very gifted at it. Um, does that does that help as a starter? I, I think that that helps tremendously, actually. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that's really yeah. if, Can I give an analogy? It's a bit like a swimming pool. There's a there's a shallow end and a deep end, and yeah. And I think I first came to faith, and I thought, and I was having experience with the Holy Spirit. I thought, I wonder if everybody's getting this, and realised yeah. some people didn't think they had the right to swim. That is, oh, I don't mm. have the right to hear God's voice. We yeah. all get to swim. And yeah. some of us are learning in the shallow end, but then some people, you know, are really good at doing this and have a, a ministry in doing that. And they've learned to swim in the deep end, but we all get to swim. We all get to hear. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that's really helpful. And I think it's, it's very biblical as well, isn't good. it? Because Paul, 
Paul says that we should all desire the gift of absolutely prophecy. yes yes so yeah that's right there's no excuse yeah. to to not dip your toe in and and kind yeah, of yeah that's right give it a that's go. right absolutely that's, yeah it's good that's great so if, if we kind of we, we start to look at it from a practical mm-hmm. side of things how does god speak to us how if if someone was to come from a a <clears throat> perspective where maybe they've not encountered mm-hmm. they've not encountered um god speaking to them um or or any sort of teaching on mm-hmm. it how would you begin to kind of lead people into um starting to experience god's god speaking god's yeah. communicating yeah. through them good good question yeah because i think again i think when i first sort of became a believer and, and then had a subsequent experience of the holy spirit Kind of, you know, I'd seen the films, you know, where God spoke in a big, loud voice. It's like, yeah, well, mm. yeah, that, that person over there has just said God has spoken to them. It's like, oh, you know, did the heavens part? Yeah. Did the clouds open? And yeah, I kind of wondered, was that the sort of experience other people were having? And then realized, yeah. actually, there's, there's a number of ways in which God speaks. And there are some amazing you know, um, examples in scripture of, you know, audible voices and, and people having some mm. amazing experiences. But the most simple ways are, you know, things like the scriptures themselves. So the Bible itself, you know, we, we hear that all of God's teaching is useful. All of God's word is useful for, for teaching, yeah. you know, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. You've got 2 Timothy 3 there. So that's all generally really good for us. But there are going to be times when one of those verses in there is going to stand out for us there. Oh, that's really special for me today. So let's say mm. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Mm. And so the moment you're reading that and you know, it's, it just feels like you're reading through it. And, oh, that scripture, that verse suddenly feels so relevant. And that's when, mm-hmm. that's when we're starting to hear God's voice. Oh, there's a relevance about that. I feel that within me. It's touched something that I needed to hear today. And so it could be any passage of scripture, any verse as such that touches my heart or my circumstances. And that's, that's part of hearing. That's a starter in terms of the, the scriptures themselves. On the, another occasion, one might feel that, Oh, that's a verse for my friend. Oh, you know, I've just reading this. I really feel that might be appropriate for them. And that's when we're starting to use prophecy and be able to go to somebody else and say, you know, I was, I was reading today in this, you know, in, in John about, you know, I'm the resurrection and the life. And I just re- really felt that perhaps God wanted to remind you about this. I, I don't know why, but it just stood out for me. And if that's helpful for you, perhaps you, you want to go and read about that today. So, so those things can stand out in scripture for ourselves or for others that's that's one way and then you know, the bible's full of you know things like psalm 19 the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands you know the creation is speaking all the time mm-hmm. you know so, that, so those moments we go out and we look at the sort of the trees the the stars and things we can um, enjoy the magnificence of god's presence but sometimes in the midst of that we'll see something oh wow Wow, we move by God's ability, God's glory, God, God's splendor. 
and and mm. so that you know that's god speaking to us as well he's speaking all the time it's it's us being intentional and learning to listen so you've got the likes of creation you've then got that what you might call the inner voice which we're learning to hear because we all have thoughts going on in our minds but i i relate this a little bit like picking up a phone <laughs> so, so i i got friends with somebody a few years ago who used to just phone up and say it's me <laughs> like and the first time they did that like, hello who are, who are you what, what? yeah it's me yeah. <laughs> uh, and now i know <laughs> and they just go it's me i know who that is but yeah. and i think that's a little bit like learn to hear god's voice it's like oh that was oh, what, what was that what was that phrase that was interesting that phrase that just comes in a moment and says i i love you um that that yeah. happened to me uh, in the mid 80s perhaps for the first time i just heard these words i've chosen you so like, oh oh that was pretty good i've forgiven you so like, oh, I, I needed to know that I remember thinking, where did those words come from? Uh, they came from yeah. inside, but what a good source. Wow, that sounds like God. And so it was learning to listen to those, lean into those phrases and sayings that were coming along for me, and then mm. realizing that they could happen, oh, perhaps towards other people. I'm, I'm looking at somebody and, oh, there's a phrase has come for somebody else. So, oh, I wonder if this might be helpful to them. Um, so those are some ways. There's then dreams and visions. So we all dream. Yeah. Uh, there's lots in the Bible about dreams. And they're all sort of, they seem pretty wacky when we read the, the Bible, the scriptures. And we've <laughs> all had some pretty wacky dreams. Um, but God does love to speak through those dreams. They, they mm. come as like parables that we're trying to unwrap and understand. And, and I do a lot of dreaming. And these days, you know, I, I, I might have, yeah, I might have 20 or 30 a week about different situations and things. But I've just learned to lean into that and learn to hear what Father's saying about situations for the day or for somebody else. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so, so that's part of sort of the, the dream world, which we can unpack more. But everybody believes, and actually, unbelievers dream as well. So, it's a really good area at times to be able to engage with people who, who don't have faith as well when they ask about sort of dreaming. Um, similar to dreams of visions, where in fact you're not asleep, but it's as though you're seeing something. Um, and pictures, perhaps we can put pictures and visions into that. So, so pictures are literally, you know, in something in our mind that we see as oh, a bunch of flowers or you know, somebody on a journey like a vision is a is a rolling video of you know somebody's situation where we see it moving yeah. on but we're we're in a conscious state we're awake in that situation yeah, yeah is that yeah. Is, so some people may, may have heard mm. um if a word's been mm. given the, the phrase i i see in my mind's eye so would would that be the same yeah yeah that would be part thing? of it yeah yeah um yeah i think when we when we go to the Bible and we look at how the, the prophet spoke, sometimes it's difficult to know exactly what happened with them. And that can be sometimes our experience. Yeah. So sometimes they will say, I had a dream, I had a vision. Other times they just yeah. know. And we don't know what happened there. Yeah. And so for the majority of us, when we say, yeah, I see in my mind's eye, you know, that tends to be a, a sense of a picture in our mind. Mm -hmm. um, and it yeah. does work for 
different people with slight, slightly different emphases, if I was to say that. What, what I mean by that yeah. is that some people will be great, have a great ability to see. They dream a lot. They see. They use pictures a lot. Others are mm -hmm. what I call hearers. It's like, yeah, it's like I hear a voice. I recognize now a voice that comes in. And, and even some people, you know, it's like an audible voice. It's a voice in the room that other people don't wow. hear. And it's like, wow, wow. And, and they've learned to discern that audible voice. It's not just in their head. Then you've got people mm -hmm. who kind of feel. They just, they've learned to feel that something is going on in the room here. Oh, somebody with anxiety yeah. or somebody with, you know, um, oh, a sense of breakthrough or, or something in the room. They feel it. And, and then we have other people who are like knowers. I just knew. Well, how did, how did you know? Well, mm -hmm. I just learned that it's, it's I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so my mind's eye would be, I would say, a, a, a picture in in the mind that somebody has. And yeah, I just, I encourage people to lean into that, particularly when we're in the places of, when I say safety, you know, amongst other believers to be able to share. And we talk about weighing what God has given. And mm -hmm. that's really important to weigh, you know, those, those different ways of, of seeing and hearing and for somebody who, is sharing with somebody else we, we talk about weighing um yeah i don't know if you want me to unwrap that or, or not or what yep i, I yep. think it would probably so it's kind of looking at receiving yeah. prophecy as well that's as good prophecy. yes good yeah. yeah so we've got the individual ability to hear you then got the individual ability to hear in different ways for other people and and that could be through a variety of all sorts of situations, circumstances that we've sort of mentioned. But then it's really important mm -hmm. for people to weigh these things. So Paul is talking on 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 to 22, and he talks about testing things, you know, that we're weighing it. And we get that in, in 1 Corinthians yeah. as well. So we shouldn't take prophecy as, oh, that's just infallible there's nothing wrong with it it's absolutely what god's saying just because my friend across the room has said it or just because the leaders <laughs> said it it's up to each one of us to be responsible for sifting through that looking at it and going yeah this, this feels like god it's got the language of god about it and so when we mm -hmm. prophesy so the person giving uh, a word of prophecy or uh, Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 14 about it being encouraging, strengthening, comforting. It should build us up, stir us up, or cheer us up. It should be upwards, uh, taking us mm. you know, beyond where we are now. It should be yeah, building us up. So, so when we're weighing it, that's what we're looking for. You know, did, this, did this build me up? Did it you know, help me to see God in a better light with my circumstances, my situation? If it leads us into fear or you know, apprehension, then then it's you know it's it's not prophetic. It hasn't built us up. You know, somebody might have been sharing from not necessarily what God has said to them, perhaps their own opinion about a situation or their own motives, yeah. and that's why we are weighing mm. because we've all got you know thoughts about a situation, and so we're wanting to hear God, but that will be there'll be some mix that comes through in my own thoughts my own lens on life how i see things mm. and so the person receiving then is able to weigh that and go yeah yeah hey that that sounds really encouraging i'm going to be able to 
pray about that. Um, so it's it's not a prediction. It's not a oh, just yeah. that's great. There can be prediction, but we shouldn't just take it as a prediction without sort of weighing and praying through it. So my, my that leads actually into what the next mm-hmm. question was going to be for you, and and that was looking at, oh, right. at the yes. pitfalls yes. that yeah. we can encounter, um, and how do we know it's God and it's not our imagination or, or our own preferences, as you said. Um, so I, I think it would be really good mm-hmm. to unpack mm-hmm. that a little yeah. bit, and then following on something else which you said about um, how, how we should feel when we're given a word mm. and is it filling, filling mm. us full of fear and obviously in the old testament we have examples where the news that was being shared through the prophets was was could be seen as quite negative okay. obviously yes conditional yeah. 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 words um and they they weren't about this bad thing is yeah. going to happen regardless of what you do but it, it was kind of conditional um so i i wondered in the modern day context yeah. if there's an equivalent to receiving that sort of news um and, and how it's Re- receiving that sort of news so you mean not good news so no. yeah not yeah. not good okay. news something which yeah. We, yeah. we could so we've got yeah, the pitfalls and we've got okay whether there's warnings things like that to sort of chat about things yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. um I think probably the first thing to address there is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know, people were living by the law. So that there were a set of rules and guidelines that people were you know, trying to live by. And so a lot of the prophecies then in the Old Testament have a judgmental quality about them. If you do this, I will bless you. If you do not do this, you know, according to the law, you will you will not be blessed. You're going to miss out on this. It's it's clear judgment. If you do this, good. If you don't, bad. When we come to New Testament, so New Testament prophecy is built around the fact that Jesus has already died for us and that his mercy and grace has been extended towards us. So it's as a result of that, he is taking us always from bad news to good news. So I will often talk about what I call the prophetic sliding scale. So, so if you can imagine a slope, and at one end is bad news, at the other end, at the up, upper end, is the good news. So when we've come to faith, we've God has taken us from the bad news into His good news. So just you know, typically in terms of somebody being saved, whatever phrase you want to use, coming to faith, and that's that's how the message of the gospel works. And it's how the message of prophecy works as well. How is this taking somebody from the, the bad news to the good news? So the quality of what we're hearing, when we hear God's voice, it's going to sound like God. So it's uh, already referred to building up, stirring up, cheering up. It's going to have the fruit of the spirit. You know, Galatians 5 will, will ring true around it. Um, so we're looking for those sort of things in it. But there will be times, yeah. perhaps, when... God will show us something that is a bit more difficult. All right, how do we deal with that? So this is where I'd say sometimes the revelation is not always the prophecy. So sometimes God can show us something, but actually that's not necessarily what's the helpful thing to tell this person. So if I give an example of that, 
Um, so I was, this is oh, a few few years ago, perhaps three, four, five years ago, I was in a, a dream about um, a couple that I, I know um, in a leadership setting. And they were having a lot of warfare over what appeared to be their marriage. And, but God was saying there's all sorts of good things to be worked through in terms of what God was going to take them into in terms of ministry. But I then mm. heard the word adultery. So, okay, you know, I can't really just, you know, phone up and say something like that. That wouldn't be good. Have I got this wrong? <laughs> that wouldn't be good at all. Um, so words like that could be really damaging. That's not what God is about here. So I wonder, Father, if that was the case, what's the good news you want to just build them up in? So all I do is mm. write out a prophetic word saying how much more, God wants to use them because that was the context. And did he want to see more happening, um, breakthroughs in their lives, you know, using wording around that, the language of God to, to build them up, but that the enemy would dig up all the bad situations from the past. I didn't need to reference anything, but hang on, you know, the enemy's going to have a go at you. So just be aware to those sort of tactics. So I didn't need to mention anything about it. So I, I sent that off. Um, by email, I knew them well enough on email just to send them off and see if it means anything. They may have said, no, nothing mm. at all, because it was one sense fairly generic. It was a bit broad. Um, but I got a, a reply back in 20 minutes from one of them saying, you must come around and have a chatter. Um, he was away for a couple of days and he replied back and said, oh, you must come around for a chatter. I go around for a chatter, have a cup of tea, get invited in, and um, one of them said, hey, well, his wife said, I'll leave you two to it, to, to chatter away. And he brought up the subject of a relationship that had happened that had been very damaging for him. I didn't even need to bring it up, but I just felt that, you know, that was mm. God opening up that situation for us to be able to, to talk as much as we needed to. And it was good news to them. That was good news. They were really, really encouraged by it. So, so I think the handling of difficult words, one would expect, particularly when we're stepping out in words of prophecy, that it's encouraging content. If it is difficult, and I think you know, it's worthwhile getting alongside somebody who's um, in leadership or known to be experienced in the prophetic, because the last thing we want to do is to damage people, which is where we're going with that yeah. prophetic pitfall, um, which you know, this is, it is a gift and it is for encouraging, but the pitfalls can be if somebody is, has got a wrong motive, um, has got, you know, yeah. emotional damage and starts to bring up things using that in, in the name of God. They may not mean to, um, and sometimes people do mean to, you know, put God's name on it. So that's why we do need to, to weigh this. Um, and there's also why Paul talks about, you know, two or three prophets, you know, weighing two or three people weighing. It's worthwhile when somebody gives you a prophetic word, sharing that with a friend. What, how do you, uh, is this helpful to me? Uh, is there something in here I could, I could learn from? Um, but it, it should have the heart of the Father in it there. So we can prophesy out of our mm. opinion. We can prophesy out of our, if we're not careful, out of our thoughts and emotions and our motives. So we always need to just check ourselves. Is this the heart of Father or has this come out of my emotions or my own opinion? And if it's your opinion, 
Very good European. <laughs> I don't I don't think you should buy the building. I think it's a lot of money. <laughs> then saying things like, you know, I feel God has said, uh, only only say that if you feel God said that. But if if it's your opinion, yeah. then make it your opinion. Um, or if you feel sad for somebody's situation, then I feel sad, you know, for that. oh gosh, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Rather than turning it into this is how God feels. It's it's maybe how you feel, mm -hmm. um, and so we just got to be careful yeah. on that. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, good. Very really helpful. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, so, what one thing that I did want to mm. um, explore because obviously the prophetic is a yep. it's a practical thing, as well as you know we looked at the biblical rooting of the idea of hearing mm. God's voice and prophecy, but but it, sure. it is a practical thing. Um, so could you possibly give us perhaps a demonstration, maybe a word for someone listening? And if you could also yeah, talk us through yeah. the process of how you're hearing yep. that, yep. that yep. word yep. Um, from God. So to a certain extent, this can come in oh, split into two ways, because there's the times of preparation and then there's the spontaneous. So I happened to have mm. a, a dream last night. So and to an extent, I'm prepared on this. So. So dreams are parables in that sense. Right. And I just, so I was in it. So I'll unwrap this. This isn't necessarily how I would always give it because I'm now going through a whole process. So, so I write down a dream. Um, and it's a simple dream. It's, so this would be that there's a young lady at a private school is giving an interview to journalists. Um, and it feels like she's been pursued for this interview. Um, and that's what I feel. So I press into the dream. I write the dream out. What were the emotions going on here? Um, she's been pursued for an interview, uh, but she won't be pressed into it. She passes the microphone. She gets past the microphone. Sorry, she walks past the microphone and sees it and finally decides that she's mm -hmm. going to speak. I write she's calm and she won't be pushed into it by others' agendas. But now is the time. So that's what I write. That's not necessarily in that moment mm -hmm. I'll prophesy. So what I'd be saying, this is a parable. So what I feel is that there's out out there there's a lady who um god has in a place of education there's just as an educational time god's got you in a real place where you've been learning you've been growing in the things of god and it feels like that um perhaps people have been pressurizing you putting you under some pressure to do to be to perform to be more than you've needed and, and i just feel like god wants to say well done for being patient. You've been faithful and patient. But now this is your time, it feels. Feels like this is your time to step up. You know, that you're, there's been this sort of pressure and things perhaps going on. But I just feel like you're coming into a time of being able to come to that end of this, this cycle of education, this time of growing in wisdom and knowledge. And you know, patience is upon you, but you've come into a time now where you can speak. You have got a voice. The Father wants to tell you, your voice is important. Your voice is enough. Your voice is adequate. Your voice is more than enough. And so I just feel he wants to uh, extend courage to you, build you up and say, now's the time to start using your voice. Yeah. So that's, that's how I would go with the sort of that, that right. dream. To, uh, the dream is what goes through my mind. But then that's how I prophesy mm -hmm. out of that. And they, they might be slightly different in one sense. Yeah. 
there, there are just two more things that I wanted to um, ask. Mm -hmm. uh, the first is, are there any books, links or teaching that you would direct people towards to um, help them on their journey, maybe to uh, learning a little bit more about prophecy? It might be maybe if you could direct us for like a yeah. people who might be just starting out on the journey and then people who might be wanting to kind of really good questions. Yes. Journey. Cause we, we, fortunately we're living in days where you know, we can access so much on online and things. And so mm -hmm. there's, there's so much out there, you know, years ago, you know, you had to really search around for books. Now you can look up all sorts of stuff. You can obviously look on YouTube and things, but the problem then is where do you go? <laughs> there is so much out there. Yeah. Who do we go to? Um, so I think uh, the books and people are quite useful. So there's a chap called Chris Vallotton, V-A-L-L-O-T-O-N, I think it's yeah. one T, um, a part of the Bethel Church in the USA. So he runs a prophetic training, basic prophetic training. So there's some books around that. There are some videos that can be purchased as well. But, so Chris Vallotton is really good in his books. And if you want to listen to him online, he's really good. There's a chap called Sean Boltz, so that's S-H-A-W-N-B-O-L-Z, and he, yeah, he's got an, an amazing prophetic ministry in terms of being able to see and hear for people in, in the church, outside the church and things. He has some great online materials. It depends how much people want to go with this. You can buy his books, but you can go on his site, Boltz Ministries, and there's some e-resources on there. And you, you do have to buy into those resources. But there's some really good materials, I think, on there where you can listen about you know, basic prophecy and, and um, how to use it, the pitfalls, all those sort of things. So he's really good on that sort of stuff. Um, so those and Julian Adams, those would probably be the three I would go to. A guy called Julian Adams who's brought up in South Africa and now lives in the U.S. They've all, he's got some good online materials. So they're, they're good for sort of prophecy. If you want to look specifically at dreams, because some people tend to be more dreamers, mm -hmm. then um, there's somebody called Autumn Man. So <laughs> Autumn as in winter, spring, summer, Autumn Man. <laughs> so if you go yeah. to on her website, Unlocking Your Dreams, there's a free download actually on there. So that's really useful about dreams, how to unwrap your dreams, what's perhaps going on there. So she's really good on that stuff and it's, it's free. Um, and then I would probably go to uh, the book, I think is probably one of the best, is a chap called Dr. Joe Iboji. <laughs> so Joe, J-O-E, Iboji, I-B-O-J-I-E. It, it says a dream dictionary. I don't like that term because immediately people look for what these symbols might mean rather than looking in the scriptures. Mm. But what he unwraps in, from, in the Bible about dreams and visions and angels and things is really really good but some stuff it's good that's great so and, and i guess as as a kind of mm. almost asterisk under all that it's it's the key thing it is walking with God uh, through absolutely things, isn't it? absolutely yeah, yeah the, I, I think the big yeah. thing is to keep in the scriptures so you want both you want to be hearing god's voice you want yeah. to say hey you know holy spirit you know what's what's going on here but it's so helpful to keep pouring into scripture, you know, to understand how, how does Jesus speak? Mm. How does, what is the language of heaven? And you know, as we are ourselves getting changed to be more like Jesus, we will use the language of God more. 
So the, the, one of the biggest things I probably do in terms of encouraging people in the prophetic is to encourage us to uh, be changing me more like Jesus, our identity, who I am in Jesus. The, the prophetic word we're giving is less important to Jesus, to God, than what he is doing in me and changing me. Yeah, really. So, right. mm. yeah. No, that's really good. Really, really good. We're, we're going to do a podcast on identity great. as well, so that, that kind of, yeah, um, really feeds yep. into. I can yep. see how they're all kind of connecting mm. up. So that's that's really exciting. Mm. Um, one last thing, Kevin, and feel free to say no because mm -hmm. I'm springing this on you a little bit. But could you lead us in a time of what God may be saying for anyone listening? Yeah, yeah, right yep. let's let's do some stuff there. Yeah. Just in process, what I would do at this point, I am I am sinking into the heart of Father, trying to get away from all oh, my busyness and the stuff that's gone on this morning. When I fall in love with reminding myself who I am, then I'm touching the heart of Father, and it's out of that then I might feel that that God is speaking to somebody. So that's what I'm doing in my process, reminding myself how much I am loved. And so, yeah. So thank you, Jesus. So Father, thank you for your love, Father. Thank you for your presence, Father. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Father, just, yeah. Lord, you love folks listening in at the moment, and yeah, I feel again just that there's a, a lady in, in a moving situation. By moving situation, you're, you're moving house, you're moving home, and I just feel like yeah, there's a lot of yeah, been a lot of um, tension about that, and I just feel like God wants to pour out His peace on that situation. Just take some time, just take some time out to know Him in this situation. Feels I just feel like God wants to say you're the right person in the right place at the right time. And you're doing the right things, but you don't need to rush these things. Uh, I just I feel like I'm seeing somebody moving home. Just take your time. Enjoy the present. Jesus is a God of the present. And I think he wants you to enjoy the present situation that's, that's moving on there. I just I feel like I've got somebody sitting exams as well. And I just feel like God, you know, there's a lot in scripture about honouring. And so to honor somebody is to give them a reward for something that they have done or give them a reward for something that they are about to do. And I just feel like somebody's been sitting some exams and God wants to honor you for your faithfulness, that you've been faithful in stewarding the gifts of education and, and intellect that he's given you, your talents and skills. And I just feel like he's saying how you've, um, you haven't tried to compete with others, just you've pursued who you are and the talents that you are. It's not about beating other people, but you've been your best. You've pressed in towards the goal, as Scripture talks about, um, to, to do the best for Jesus and what he's given you in this situation. I just feel like God wants to honour you. You know, the results belong to him, but thank you for your faithfulness. You've been faithful and and there's so much in scripture about being faithful that actually pushes us into hearing God more clearly and more intimately. So thank you for your faithfulness. And I just feel like that's a, a young man being sitting in exams there. Thank you for your faithfulness. Um, yeah. 
Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. So I feel like, yeah, there's an amazing married couple out there. You are outstanding. You're amazing. And the journey with which you brought, Jesus has brought you together, absolutely incredible. Um, I just feel like you're the enemy has been having a go at you over past situations, which weren't of your, your doing. You, know, you are not to blame in that sense. I just feel like Jesus is wanted to encourage you that these, these situations have gone. They are past and gone. You know, it's the enemy being at work there. And he is all for uh, your, your, your marriage going forward and who you are together. It's not about being getting at each other. There'll be another situation that happened in the past. And I feel like yeah, perhaps there was parental activity or something where there was, you've been exposed to occult in the past. I feel like Jesus wouldn't say, that wasn't your fault. That wasn't your fault. But he's going to use those situations and those circumstances for you to be able to hear God's voice more clearly. You are clean, purified, set free. You have all the authority of God upon you. I feel God's leadership in your life for breakthrough situations. I see you leading house groups. I see you uh, leading community. But that stuff from the past, God is going to use for the future used to to take you into situations and circumstances where where you will bless other people's marriages as well and uh, yeah the, the enemy is yeah he's, he's stood upon he's broken and that we fight from victory not towards it and you are victorious in this situation Holy Spirit. Wow. Holy Spirit. Just want to pray for an older lady. <laughs> Just feel like there's, yeah, it's an older lady out there. And Father has seen the prayers of your heart. You are such an intercessor and such a prayer. And what you have done in secret, you know, other people have just not seen. And I feel like Father's saying, I've heard your prayers. I've heard you uh, pray that, that prayer again and again about that situation. And, and I feel he wants to encourage the lady. You've been putting a lot of time, not just praying, but actually fasting and praying. Because your heart is so faced, turned towards him. I feel like Jesus is saying, you're going to see the answers to the prayers that you have kept putting before him. It's like him saying, I've heard it on my answering machine so many times. I am getting around to answering this. Thank you for your faithful prayers. And, and I feel this lady, you've been, you've been praying. You have a real heart and, and passion for revival, for the church to explode to you know for many believers to come into the church and i feel like god's saying that your perseverance is going to be rewarded you're going to see stuff in the physical realm that you did not realize as you've been praying and see the results phenomenal results in the years to come so i just want to thank that lady what you've been doing in in secret has been seen by jesus and he honors you within that the faithful heart of the praying saint, so to speak.
Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Let's just do one one last thing. Um, yeah, I feel like there's somebody you've um, that you've recorded some stuff in the past that's uh, been of pain, that, yeah, letters and things of, that you've, you've written down about, you know, emotional stuff, really painful stuff. Um, I just feel like Jesus is saying, I know about that. I do know about it. And that it's okay to, to move on from that now. It's okay to move on to new pastures. It's okay to put that to one side that he's got it. He's heard your the, the pain of those difficult times and things. He's seen what's being recorded, what you keep in your bedside, what you know, the the notes that are there, and almost a sense in which it's okay to get rid of those messages and notes now. You know, that there are greater things to come. It's all right to put them to one side. It's all right to shred those things. They are past and done and held in Jesus. I just feel like Jesus says there's a there's a new day coming. There's a new set of letters coming. There's a new set of writing coming. There's a new journal coming. There's new thoughts, new emotions, new new feelings, passions, desires, motives coming upon you. And you've desired this for years and years. I just feel like breakthrough is coming for you in this time. You can put aside those the old stuff and the new thing is happening for you. And I just want you to receive courage and if you do need to take some action around that and you know not looking so much to the past but the future and, and writing a new journal a new start Good. thank you so much kevin thank you very very much um thank you for your time and and for, for no blessing fantastic Russ. amazing great to pleasure. connect